What's in the queue? 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 And when you think about it, if you have two podcasts that are using the same laptop to store all their stuff, it, um... Yeah, no, it needed to happen. But it was definitely scary deleting all of her old stuff after copying it. It was like, oh, God, what, what if? Yeah. yeah uh, you're brave. Thank you for not telling me because I would have been stressed out about it. You're welcome. Um, I could have snapped you while I was doing it. That would have been a good one. But I didn't. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks for thinking of yourself. Yes. That's what I do best. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Hey, man. How you been? Good. You ready for next week? Yep. Did your passport ever come? Nope. Cool. Mm. Did you call the office in Detroit and be like, hey, expect me? So, you're not allowed to call the offices. Like, they legit are like, nope. There's no number. Even when you call the passport number, and you're like, I was trying to call the... And they're like, no. What? Yup. Yup. But... So no call... There's no call ahead seating at the uh, well, so like, passport office? Well, so the most you can do is make an appointment. And in speaking with a passport representative... Okay. Uh, I... One only needs an appointment if um, they do not have a passport, and that is not me. Because you technically have one. I have one. Somewhere. Somewhere. Thanks. So she's like, I'm going to say to you, get there when they open so you can get in line. And I was like, is it that serious? And she's like, well, I don't know for sure, but... But, I mean, That's like, your best bet. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. But it's like three hours from here to Detroit. It is How two many... hours and 45 minutes. So three with traffic. How far is it from Detroit to Bruce Wayne's home? Um, Like, it'll be like half hour-ish or okay. less. Okay. Like, So he's legit across I mean, the border. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you could probably just go they're swim in Windsor. to get him. Yeah, they're in Windsor okay. area. Okay. Just trying to figure... I don't know Canadian geography, okay. so, so I'm going to trust you on okay, this. Okay, like, when you go across from Detroit to Canada, mm-hmm. um, it's Windsor. Oh, okay. That's where you can go to, like, the casinos. Like, if you were to stay at the... Um, GM hotel thingy-majig. Sure. Um, like, there's, it's like on the river. Mm-hmm. You can look across the river and see Canada. Okay. Okay. Like, so, but, but how long still, will it take me to get across the border? Can you get across the border? How long will it take me to get back? Exactly. So people have taken this time of panic and stress in my life and like, Hey, let me tell you horror stories of trying to get back across the border and cars getting totally torn to pieces no. for inspections. I'm like, huh? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So that's fun. It's going to be fine. 
it, this is fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. You're about to meet your first son. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So this will be like the longest um, four days yeah. known to man. Yeah. It'll be fine, though. It's like one giant Christmas Eve for you. Right. And like Where the potential that Santa may not come. Friday, Saturday, possible. Sunday is like the busiest weekend of my life. Yes. It's cool. So we go. So that's why I'm like, sorry, not recording. Can't. That's fine. Can't do it. Uh, I was going to have your birthday presents wrapped for this episode, and I did not. Yeah. So um, I'll be dropping those off this week. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, you don't need to wrap anything. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, so, hey, hey, this is What's in the Queue. We're Krishana and Emily. That's us. Hi. Hi. We're in a closet and we're in Indiana. And Krishana's a wee bit stressed. I'm fine. Drink your wine, dear. More wine. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I, I did not write down the uh, oh description of this documentary. So I was like, being a good girl, oh. I'm trying to pull it up so I can be ready. You were ready. You were on it. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Um, we got a fantastic suggestion for this week uh, from Michael. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank Holy you, Michael. Holy shit, Michael. Hey, Michael. Um, what a fantastic fucking doc. Right. Thank Damn. you, Michael, for reminding me about this doc. Thank you, Michael, for pointing this doc out to me because I didn't know about <laughs> it. So... Good work, you. Yes. Um, this week we watched The 7-5. You want to talk about Dirty Cops? Let's oh. talk about Dirty Cops. Now, what's great about this is that I get to, like, bring on a New York accent and be like, fucking this, fucking that, fucking this guy, fucking that guy. <laughs> and I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, we kind of, like, chat a little bit because I was really excited for you to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so, so, did you watch it? Did you watch it? And what was your reference? You referenced, oh, I forget. Oh, it was, uh, for me, it was like watching The Departed. Yes. And I said it was like blow, but for cops. Yes. (laughs) Like if you, if in 2018 today, if you tried to write this story, you would get called a hack, cliche, like just trite writing no one would believe it but write it please because i want to watch it i want to see this play out like beautifully because these guys told this story amazingly like it's well and the file footage alone with the 80s eyebrows good lord guys You've come a long way with manscaping. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you for having two eyebrows. <laughs> Adam Diaz, we'll get to you there in a second. All of them. <laughs> we we are not ever insulting Adam Diaz. Why? Because I'm terrified because of him. people disappear around him. They, no, they don't. Well, kid, they go away. Yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> read read okay. the description, please. So, the 7-5... This is a riveting film, and it examines the case of Michael Dowd, a corrupt Brooklyn cop who became dirtier than the drug dealers he was supposed to be policing. Remember that Christina Aguilera song that was like, Dirty with Four R's? It was written about Mike Dowd. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, 
So we're going to hop in our Wayback Machine and we're going to go back to the 80s. Oh my God. Can you just, uh, again, 80s, Brooklyn. I feel like I understand Jay-Z's uh, discology better now. <laughs> I, I understand the area that he grew up in more. Um, wow, man. I feel like a lot of the 80s, especially in New York, was kind of like the Wild West, but with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, it, well, it was this we it was this weird time where drugs got brought into poor areas, mm-hmm. which like ruined communities. You were right. Made a handful of men really, really rich. Yeah. Hooked everybody else, put them down into the gutter. And I think it's, I mean, obviously now Brooklyn has, I guess, gentrified is probably the, the term to use it. But yes. like, all, like Brooklyn is no longer anything like what you see in this documentary. No. Um, this is referred to as the heyday of Coke. Um, yes. There was 3,500 murders a year in East New York. Um, and the seven five was the deadliest precinct in the country. They led the city in murders. They led the city in police shootings. And it was literally a five square mile area. These, uh, officers would come onto the job with having 200 calls already in the bank. And, you know, they kind of talked about once you get rid of one call, it's not like, oh, now I only have 199. No, now you have 235. Like right. they just, it's 40 just more calls never yeah. ending. Yeah. Um, and we're going to focus in on just a select few of the 7-5 precinct, um, all surrounding um, Michael Dowd. Um, he's the man. He's a gangster. He's, he's a cap gangster. He's, he's a gangsta cop. My, my, no, my accent's no, not you working. You got a little Wisconsin on it. Yeah. yeah well, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. 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 <laughs> no, so um, <laughs> uh, the, the two main guys, two BFFs, Mike Dowd and Ken Gurel. Um, Ken grew up Catholic in New York City, became a cop just because um, it was that or a firefighter and the, the police officer test came up first. So he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do that. Um Mike was uh, married, had two kids from Suffolk County. Um, he, the way he described uh, the academy education system, um, he described it as like a parochial, a parochial school where nobody took anything seriously. Yeah. Like the the there's um, there's a bunch of testimony from a commission that he had to testify in front of, and uh, he they ask him like, well, did you ever get ethical training? And he's like, well, yeah, but nobody took it seriously. Not, not even the, the professors at the academy. Right. He even went on to say that, you know, the um, IA comes in, they gave a, a speech, a class about, you know, reporting things that you see and, you know, basically snitching. Right. Um, but to be a good cop is what you have to do. Uh, the internal affairs officers leave and their instructor says there's basically two ways. You can go be with them meaning the ia or <laughs> you can watch your own ass and watch each other's ass right you don't rat each other out right ever if you want to be a good cop you're gonna back up other cops right no matter what Krish- krishana what what color shirt was that guy wearing 
Uh, blue? Yeah, I saw it. It was blue. It was definitely blue. Or was it green? Well, I'm pretty sure it was green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why we're on a podcast. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, Mike destri- described it as like street learning. Like, no matter what you learn in the academy, you're not going to really learn anything until you get out on the street. And the Mike says the first time he took a bribe, he was terrified. Because mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I'm going to get caught. 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 And then he didn't get caught. Yeah. And then he did it again. He didn't get caught. And he did it again. And he didn't get caught. And uh, it, there was just this this escalation. Um, and especially once Ken joined the force. Right. Um, he, Mike, you know, going on learning on the fly, um, he, he met some other cops that were... Taken their own pension sure. on their own time, sure. um, such as officer named Chicky. Right. Um, Mike and Chicky uh, ended up robbing a drug dealer. This is, you know, Mike's still pretty green on the force. Um, there was a, a lady that came and reported abuse, and she's like, hey, I just need some cops to come with me so I can get my stuff. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. So they go. Um and they come in to this apartment, and there's a huge, 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 huge bag of weed. Like, like a duffel bag. Crazy, crazy amount. They find that. They find drugs. They find money. And guns. they just go, uh-uh, mine. So they load up, Oops. and they take what they need, and, you know, that that was like, Oh crap! You know we're we're the good guys and the bad guys at the right. same time, but I think it a well, lot it was, of it was this mentality of well these are the actual bad guys, so we're just taking from the bad guys. Right, and I mean who's gonna believe him if he says yeah. I took something? I mean I'm a cop. Who's exactly. who's gonna believe a drug dealer over a cop? Exactly. Mm. Um, not too long after this, uh, the seven seven precinct had a huge bust. There was twelve cops busted. Um, these guys had some balls. They oh were literally going into the firehouses, borrowing ladders and axes to go rob people. Not smart, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Did you miss day one? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that scared a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but- Chicky ends up resigning because he's like, well, maybe if I just... Resign. I, if I just quietly disappear, nobody will notice yeah. that I've robbed a shit ton of drug dealers. They'll just kind of let it go. So yeah. a lot of cops moved around. And... Sure. Uh, Mike, though, <laughs> no fear. Yeah. Stayed. He's like, well, they're not. They're not going to look for another scandal because they don't want another scandal. They don't so want fine. it. Yeah. I'm fine. Um, Ken, you know, he was a good guy. I think. Yeah, definitely at first. Yeah. And I think way deep down. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, he still had that good angel, bad angel on the shoulder kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Throughout this whole time he was with Michael. Um, but so basically, Kenny had a, a seat open in his patrol car. He needed a partner. They kept putting Michael with him and he kept saying, no, I don't want to be with Mike. I don't want to be with Mike. I've heard he's bad. I don't want that. All the other cops in the 75th were like, no, man, don't. Don't. Give up your car. Do not get in with it. Yeah, right? (laughs) Go take a desk job. Yeah. Um, So 
they started, you know, kind of talking on these times that Mike would end up in his car with him. And, you know, they were both young married guys with young families. They had a lot of like little similarities. So they kind of started being like, okay with each other, you know, and he was like, all right, well, I guess we could be partners, you know, they, they, they do, they find, they become partners in June of 87. Like it's Facebook official. They're partners. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, so Mike needs to convince Ken that he's cool and because they talk a lot about, you know, building this brotherhood and this bond, you know, you got to know that I'm not going to rat on you and I got your back and I got to know the same things about you. So what does he do? Mike takes the opportunity um, when they get a call for a robbery. Um, he takes the opportunity where he actually does rob somebody. Yeah, this uh, this teen girl had thought she saw a burglar in her bill in in her apartment building. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's Mike and Ken. They respond to the call. Uh, Mike's like, "Well, I mean, there's no burglar here now. Uh, where does your parents? Where do your parents keep the money? Let's check there. Maybe maybe there was a burglar. Maybe the burglar got something. Like, let's let's go look for right. everything." So, teen girl takes Mike to where her parents keep the cash. And Mike's feeling around. Mike's feeling around. Oh, oh, oh no! They got. They got they it. They got it. Damn. All right. Well, we'll we'll write this report up. Um, we'll get back in touch with you. Okay. Yeah. As they're walking out, get back in the car. Mike tosses a hundred dollar bill to Ken. It's like, here you go. And Ken's kind of like, what just happened? He's like, Mike's like, oh, you didn't even see me take it, did you? La 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 la. So now Kenny's been involved in a crime even without him knowing he's still involved he says he put that hundred dollar bill on the top of his locker and he said it stayed there for a really long time he was like basically i don't want to rat but i don't want to get involved but it's still kind of sitting there just staring and like spin me yeah like there's benjamin franklin's just making eyes at him yeah um so now mike goes okay He's not going to rat on me. This is all good. Um, and, and and Mike and Kenny both kind of talk like, you don't get paid crap to be a cop. Well, okay. Let's talk about that for just a hot second. Yeah. Because they showed their, their weekly paycheck yeah. in 1987 87. was $617 a week. Yeah. I, I mean, just, hey, just real talk. I'm a factory worker. I make $697 a week. It's 2018. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that was some pretty decent money for 1987. Oh, most definitely. are you putting your life on the line literally every day, not knowing if you're going to come home? Yes. It is a much different job than a factory worker. Most definitely. But. But, yeah, I mean, they were making more than a school teacher. A shit ton more than a school teacher. (laughs) So, which, again, I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't get paid well right, 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 right. as a cop. I'm not, I'm not, but not, I'm not, go, not to, going there. there. There's a larger conversation to be had about wages in this country that we are, as a podcast, right. are not going to solve. But I think, I think too, the emphasis on what they are doing, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I was, I was playing that. it straight. Right. I'm not making a dent. I am not making a difference. No. You just kind of, and you're wore out. 200 calls trying to get through in your shift and they just never stop, never stop, never stop. It wears on you. And then you realize, 
well, nobody's going to tell on me. Well, and again, you know, going back to Mike's point, these are the bad guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm it's a Robin Hood up, complex, I'm screwing I think. over the bad guys. Yeah. Well, and especially, let's talk about the giant cash grab that <laughs> yeah. finally convinced Kenny to join. Yeah. Okay, so, again, surprise, surprise, apartment burglary. Um, Mike and a, uh, a female police officer uh, who was filling in for Kenny for the day. Yeah. They responded to the scene. Giant bag of cash. Yeah. In this apartment. Yeah. And Mike is talking to the anti-crimes guys, the guys who would normally be bagging and tagging everything at the scene. He was like, oh, God, that's so much paperwork. Are you sh- are you sure you want to do this much paperwork? Like, I mean, it's going to take you fucking forever, guys. Like, fucking forever. <laughs> and so the guys are like, oh, God, you're right. All right. Just put it back in the bag. Put it, put it in the closet. Nobody saw nothing. Yeah. So Mike is like, well, shit. I got this. I got this chick with me. I can't do anything in front of her. Goes calls Chicky again. Chicky, no longer a police officer, is like, "Hey, get to this building, this apartment, this this number." Chicky, fake badge and a friend, yeah. show up, literally commit a crime, pretending to be police officers, yeah, to get access to this apartment. Grab the cash. Mike checks out early from work. Rents a limo. Yeah. Like, I guess there's Uber limos back in mid-80s. Yeah. Whatever, man. Uh, as they're counting the cash, they're heading to Atlantic City, and they, like, gamble all the fives and tens into $100 bills and, like, come home with clean money. <laughs> they took, like, $50,000. $50,000 in one night to split between, what, the three of them or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And, and Ken's it, like, God damn it. Dang it. <laughs> I needed that. It's not even that I needed money. that, but damn, what a... Yeah. I mean, hashtag missed opportunity, I guess. Yeah. So, Kenny is in. In. In, in, in. All right. So, Mike's like, all right, so these little, like, robbery things, that's cool and all, mm-hmm. but... We could do better. We could do better. I want more. I want more uh, coming in weekly, like... You know, like a paycheck for a job that I did. Right. You know. But, like, more. But, like, a lot, and I don't have to pay taxes on it. Um, so, he ends up hooking up with Baron Perez, um, the owner of Auto Sound City. Uh, the front was a legit biz of audio sounds for your car, for your pleasure. Well, yeah, no, like, he legitimately installed... Yeah. Uh, sound equipment for cars. Yeah. Cars belonging to truck dealers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, the only, the, the whole reason Mike gets hooked up with this guy <laughs> is he's driving past the shop and he's like, there's this beautiful woman and there's this beautiful car. And the beautiful woman is by the beautiful car. And I'm like, wow, Mike, you are a simple, simple man. Yeah. Uh, so, whips his cop car, cop car around, starts talking to this chick. Perez, Baron Perez comes out and he's like, can so, I, can I, can I help you? Why, why are you speaking to my wife? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what up with this girl? He's like, that's my wife. No. Nah. <laughs> um, so Perez has all kinds of connections. Um, and his first connection ends up being with La Compania. La Compania. And, uh, cello the leader no that's cello with one l not two just fyi yeah yeah 
Um, so they are, this is like the big drug deal gang in the area. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're big time. They're nasty. They're kind of nasty. Um, the way that, uh, other police officers in the documentary describe them is like, they're a business. Yeah. If they, if they ran a legitimate business, like, I don't know, audio sound or something, or like tech company or something. Like yeah. That, there's supervisors, there's workers, there's runners, there's cleanup crews, there's, you know, and by cleanup crews, I mean assassins. Um, <laughs> but like there's it's they're just illegal operations that they're of doing. Course. But they're so organized. Right. And they're so under surveillance. Oh, super. <laughs> um, oh, we'll so anyways, um, Mike and Ken, you know, basically work out this deal where they're going to watch out for cello um, business-wise. If they know that a bus is coming, they'll say, hey, hey, something's going down. Yeah. They'll help run off the other uh, rival drug peoples. Mm-hmm. Um but they want 8000 a week to do that. Yeah. 8000 um, for their services. So right away, they get shorted money. Yeah. Like, but like 700 bucks. $700. And Mike fucking loses it. Lost his crap. He starts going off um, to the point where Cello gets word of this and he's like, well, F that cop. Well, no, because Mike was fucking with his business. Mike yeah. was taking his cop car, sitting outside of Cello's operation and running off the customers and deals and all this stuff and so child's like fuck you yeah there's a hit on your head now and mike's like no no fuck you fuck (laughs) fuck me fuck me fuck you (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so no i mean mike straight up pulls cello over he ends up finding his car finding him pulls him over just goes balls out with this dude like you're gonna put a fucking hit on me yeah. No, get out your fucking car. Get out your fucking car right now. Let's fucking settle this. Right. And... I mean, it worked. It worked. He got his money. But he also caught the attention of Adam Diaz. Yeah. Okay. I realize Adam Diaz is not necessarily a good man, but I really, really like him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to, like, suck up to him so his people don't come to Indiana and kill us. Correct. I genuinely like this man. Well, here... And here's a little side note that I had the uh, discussion about. Do you think that at some point Diaz... Adam Diaz is actually Pitbull? <laughs> Funny, but no. Do you think he was busted at some point, served some jail time, is no longer quote-unquote active? For, this is why, he was talking a whole lot. He was a lot of talking. Oh, well, you know... He was a lot of oversharing. We'll we'll talk about why he's not... Why he's talking. Did I miss something? Yeah, you missed something at the end. (sighs) We'll get to that. The end. It's always the end. You have to watch the ends of documentaries. (laughs) Okay, okay. I've been stopping... Like three-fourths of the way through. Yeah, it's advice. No, we'll get there. Okay, so... Never mind. Adam Diaz. Adam Diaz runs a rival organization. The Diaz organization runs against La Compañía. Um, They are, like, big competitors for each other. But according to Adam, like, La Compañía is small fries. Yes. And the Diaz organization is big time. Which... Crunching some of the numbers that he and the documentary were throwing out, in 1987, a kilo of cor- of cocaine sold for about 34000 
Diaz was selling more than 300 kilos a week. That's $10.2 million a week times 52 weeks. It's $530,400,000 approximately in one year alone. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Dude was banking. Baby. Yeah. That's <sighs> noise. So. Um, so <laughs> Mike and Ken, they want 24000 down up front just to go talk to Diaz. Yeah, no, just as a down payment of, of like... A good just, faith. Just in good faith. Yeah, and Diaz is like, this is no problem. But he probably had that in his wallet. Right! If I had that, do you know how many Frenchies I would have? Do you... Okay, so in keeping that much cash in a wallet, does <laughs> it make a dent in your butt? Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you yeah. have to have multiple wallets? Mr. Diaz, if you ever hear this, pretty how sure does your had, wallet work? It would be like a man purse, like a satchel. Or a briefcase a bag. or something. Okay. Somebody else is holding all that money That's fair. in their, po- in their I pants. I mean, it would make sense to split it up amongst a couple people just in case. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he had like a little safe at his office desk. True, true, true. It, you know. Oh, I like that image. Right? Oh, that's cool. Oh, Diaz is so cool. Um, so, you know, Diaz, no problem. Yeah. So they talk, you know, again, Mike's like, hey, we want that 8000 a week. I'm surprised he didn't ask for more. Right. If he just got twenty four grand just off the top. Hey, how about how about 12? Right. 12 a week. Talk him down to 10. Yeah. Yeah. 10 grand a week. Easy yeah. split. Anyways, he, you know, he's like, same kind of deal. Hey, if we know they're about to bust, we'll tell ya. We'll get rid of any other competition. We'll steer the Narcos crew away from looking at you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll point them in the direction of other competi- uh, competing yeah. drug organizations. Yeah. Diaz is like, cool. Hell yeah. This is a good investment. This is good. Um, And he basically made it rain money. I put... I put, I put raining dollar signs money, 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 money. all over Mike and Ken. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, they just had just cash So they, everywhere. They were happy as shit. Um, they picked up uh, Kenny's wife. Dory. Dory, I, I know. Hey, Dory. Hey, Dory. Um, and, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we got some road beers. You know, you reach in that bag and grab them. She stuck her hand in. It was all money. And she was like, what? Money feels good. You know, it's honest. Fuck yeah. Like, because, you know, I scroll away cash every once in a while, and, like, I go back and I find that cash, and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, $200. <laughs> I can't imagine. I get happy when I find $5 <laughs> in my winter coat, and I'm like, oh! <laughs> oh Starbucks. Yay! Um, so, you know, party time, everything was good. Um... There, there was uh, work and work was great. Yeah, working, working for Diaz was great. There was one time where one single tip off, uh, to Diaz, got him to close the drug part of his bodegas <laughs> before the DEA get got there. Saved. Him, I like, love this little story. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, uh, so Mike finds out DEA's coming in for Diaz. Like they're around the block. They're literally staging around the block for a raid. <laughs> Uh, Diaz runs his drugs out of the, uh, allegedly, excuse me, allegedly ran his drug operation out of these bodegas all, all over the, all over the east side, right? So, Mike sees the DEA, is like, oh fuck, 
goes to the nearest bodega, grabs two Heinekens, goes up to the counter, shut it down. <laughs> and the guy behind the counter is like, yes, sir. Roger. Phone call, phone call, phone call. All operations cease that day. Doesn't matter how much money they made. Doesn't matter how much they got left. No. Get it out. Get the cash out. Everybody out now. Guy behind the counter, you're staying. Keep selling diapers. You're doing a good job. They're out. <laughs> Saved him like $500,000 just that one day. Isn't that crazy? And so Diaz is like, all right, that's a good return on my investment. Right. 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 Oh, can you just imagine how pissed those cops were oh to my go God. on that raid that they've probably worked on for months? Because they've literally had surveillance on these places. They had guys going in to buy Coke yesterday. <laughs> and Diaz is like, well, I don't fucking know where you bought drugs. Mm-mm. You didn't buy any drugs here. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing in here. Get out of my shop. What are you doing in my shop? Get out of my shop. <laughs> um, my, you know, so Mike's keeping up on his promise. Um, they, they are literally at the end of the night driving, following the guy's leaving the bodega to go to the stash house with the cash, the drugs. They're They're like, they're convoy security. (laughs) They're literally driving protection for them. Um, okay. Super troopers. Yeah. Basically fucking super troopers. Yeah. Which I always thought was just a cute fictional comedy. No, based on a real life experience, (laughs) but not actually, not actually. Um, they, uh, Mike also got a hold of some uh, bulletproof vest that he gave to Diaz's crew. Like, Sounds like McAfee. Literally from the police station. The New York City Police Department <laughs> purchased bulletproof vests. Bulletproof vests. Vests. Yeah. Lines kicked in <laughs> for drug dealers. Yeah. That's awkward. That's crazy. Uh, he ran out a competitive drug dealer. He, um, Diaz was talking about this guy who was kind of like up in front of the business. Um, just, and he, Mike's, or sorry, Adam's like, there wasn't anything I could do to get rid of this guy because if I were to just kill him. Well, that comes back on me. Yeah. It would come back on me. It's out in front of my store. It's going to attract attention. So Mike and Ken make him go bye bye. Well, there was a couple people that they made go bye-bye. There was a couple people that they robbed enough to make them go bye-bye. There was a couple people who uh, robbed Adam Diaz and the Diaz organization. Yeah. And Diaz dispatched Mike and Kenny to go pick those idiots up. And those guys are bye-bye, too. Yeah, this is that moment. I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't like this guy. Yeah. But he does kind of look like Pitbull. Like, he was kind of like smiling. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, he, he was like, he was saying it without saying it. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say it. Right. He totally said it. But in that moment, that's when I was like, did he, like, is he, out, is he quote unquote out? And that's why he's kind of discussing. We'll okay. We'll talk. So anyhow, um, Mike and Ken... You know, everything is going great. So great. Mike would sometimes forget to pick up his paycheck from work. It's only you know, the real bucks. job. It's only 600 bucks. Um, Driving and, that Corvette around. Yeah. And meanwhile, Kenny, he's like, I'm using my paychecks to pay the bills. I have a loan right. out on my vehicle. I still look, he looks like legit. a New York cop. He looks legit. 
anything else that he would buy appliances toys vacations, vacations shit like that that cash. was all cash okay and then there's Mike. Because in the 80s, you could do that. Yeah. You can't do that now. You can't? I got a story for when we're done recording. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mike, uh, he's got a brand new red Corvette that he's flying in and out of the precinct with like a big banana head. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't. Don't drive it to work. Yeah. Just don't drive it to work. Even Kenny and Dory were both like, dude, you cannot drive this Corvette to work. And and, and Mike's like, okay, look, what was I supposed to do? My wife and I, we were splitting it two weeks each. My car was in the shop. I had to drive the Corvette. It was my time to drive the Corvette. I It was my turn. Michael. Yeah. He was like, fuck yes. I'm driving the fucking car. Oh, no, that's Bastin. Oh, that's right. God. <laughs> All right. You... So everything, everything was going great until yeah. the uh, Transit Authority police officer, Robert Venable, he was undercover, murdered by a drug gang that La Compania employed. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this really hurt. It hurts everyone on the force when someone you know gets shot. Right? It's not good. Right. So Mike goes to Adam, goes to Adam Diaz, is like, find these fucking guys. Please. He said, please. Yeah. He's like, find them, please. Let me deal with them. And Adam's like, no way, bro. Uh-uh. Like, if, if, if it had been you that got shot, or if it had been Kenny that got shot, Chicky, any of your boys, any of those guys. Making it rain bullets. I would, I would burn this city down for you. I don't know that fucking guy. He doesn't work for me. I don't mm-hmm. know him. I don't know him. Yeah. <sighs> and, it hurt. And, well, and, and Mike talked about he felt shame because you know he he felt the pain because he still felt that brotherhood of being a police officer um you know Mm -hmm. that camaraderie camaraderie. Yeah, yeah he still felt that but then the shame too because he was not doing anything a cop should be doing well he he was literally facilitating these drug wars yeah he was a drug trafficker yes literally Literally. Um, so, during all this, you know, you, you got the DEA, you got uh, the... Internal Affairs. Yeah, Suffolk County police officers. They're trying to crack down on Corruption. the crazy amount of drugs yeah. and crime and this and that. So, they have an informant that is working for them. And he's been going along, telling them everything. And everything he's saying is checking out. He's so, got he's got to... Yeah. Um, then, you know, he kind of is like, he's like, well, you don't want to know everything. And they're like, like, no, no, we, no, we, we need kinda to know do. everything. And he's like, well, you know, there's Mike the cop in his red Corvette. Huh? That took about five seconds to figure out. Weird, right? <sighs> <laughs> so meantime to, uh, Mike. Kenny was always kind of like the worst thing he did before all this was drink on the job. Um, don't do that. Oh, Ken- <gasps> Kenny is feeling the I am in over my head. Yeah. Kenny's drinking more. Mike's drinking more. Mike's, Mike's doing, doing coke. But they're, I mean, they're like, well, more. It's, it's fine. This is the 80s. More. It's fine. Um, so we're uh, moving now into the 90s. We still want more. 
because we're still jazzing it up from the coke of the 80s. We want more, more. So, guess what? What? We're going to hook up with this dumbass Harry. Oh, God. Uh, and, and literally have him be a little drug dealer for us. Well, Mike was like, listen, we've got so much cash. I love cocaine. <laughs> and I love Long Island. Let's yeah. put it all together. <laughs> We're going to distribute coke in Long Island in Suffolk County. Yes. Suffolk County PD's like, nah. no. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's an undercover officer. He started uh, buying from Harry. Um, they tested it. It was 95% pure cocaine. Now, I don't know a lot about drugs, having only ever eaten a pot burning once in my life. But that seems like it's really good cocaine. We'll just be quiet. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, from things I've picked up on the televisions and things, no. <laughs> I will say, not the booger sugar, okay? okay. No, thank you. Because it just tickled my nose. I don't like that idea. Yeah. But anyways, um, they would, like, cut it with other things, or it would be, like, a lower quality... Like, powdered sugar or something? So they could make more money. Well, sure, but, like, but like, what are you putting in it? Well, fuck if I know. Baking soda, baking powder. Oh, okay. Start making... Anything white and powdery? Making muffins growing out of your nose. I Ooh, don't know. Banana bread muffins. <laughs> but, ba- Ajax? I mean... Oh. Literally. White, any, powder, any white powder. Or just not as good, because there's, like, ah, there's processes chemical processes and you cut it more and you cut it more so you can split it up more and stretch it out further are you listening to further. this dea krishana knows all about cocaine i've watched lots of things <laughs> on tv okay okay uh so right. blah 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 it's good shit as the kids would say okay well, by May of 92, yep. uh, Kenny and Mike are both noticing they're being tailed. They're being yeah. followed. They're being watched. That's what they're doing. They're I being mean, watched. Yeah. Uh, Kenny says he goes to pick up his cash from from uh, from Harry. Is it Henry or Harry? Harry. 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 Okay. Harry. When you... Harry paratesticles. When... Sorry. <laughs> no. His face is accurate to that. When you look at... When you watch the documentary and they show you Harry's mugshot... It's freaking Farva. Right. It's freaking Farva, man. Um, you can just see, like, the lights are on, but nobody's home. No, no. So, so Kenny goes to pick up his cash. Harry is sweating bullets. It's a pleasant May evening, and he's drenched. And Kenny's like, oh, shit. And then he gets arrested. Weird. <laughs> uh, Mike also gets arrested. Um, and basically, they had got to the point where they had gone through all the cops in the 7-5 and let's just say 95% of them were dirty. Even the captain, I think they yeah. said. Yeah. Damn. Bro, now, not cool. here's a really good example of how the judicial, judicial system doesn't always work. They got fucking released on bail. Yeah. Well, I would say it's because they're white. Given our current I don't know how many years. Um, that tends to happen with police officers. They don't tend to keep them in jail. I mean, they're literally being charged with running drugs yeah. or whatever the actual f- crime term yeah. is for that. And they got fucking bail. Yeah. There's fucking kids Cause getting still 25 like, to life. Anna, 
He's a cop. It's fine. This is fine. So here's what you don't do when you're out on bail. Well, okay. Before we get into that shenanigans. Okay. There's a little bit uh, listening to Mark talk. And he's talking about how, you know, this was a huge change for him. He was so used to winning, getting one over on all these people all the time. Mm -hmm. He was like, this is just another obstacle to get through. And he sounds like a fucking addict. Not just like yeah. a drug. I mean, yes, he was a drug addict, but like, like, you know, personality affective disorder. Like, yeah. where he does not, he is not computing the world the same way as a as an average person. He is like the polka king. Oh <gasps> yeah. How do I? I got to do this to get out of that to get out of the other thing to get back into the thing. Yeah. That's a good example. Way to call it back. Good job. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, so Mike's talking to some uh, below the law people. Well, he's got. He's like, I had this Colombian guy living in my house. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Cool. That guy didn't bail when he got arrested. What? Yeah. Anyways. Right? Um. Also, side note: you never see Mike's wife talk. I have a feeling they got divorced, but that's an allegation, and I don't know. <laughs> Is she with the Colombian dude? Maybe. Mm. Also an allegation. Please don't kill us. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, y- you guys need to just disappear. Just get out the country. I got a really, really good idea for you. Um, could you go kidnap this chick, rob her, take... There's, you know, there's at least... Uh, $100,000 or $700,000. There's uh, 10 kilos. Um, take the chick, bring her to the Colombians where they're going to murder her. And then you guys can go bye bye. Yeah. And Mike's like, seems like a good idea. Seems legit. Let's do it. I'm going to get with Kenny. Kenny, does this seem like a good idea? Kenny's like, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. It seems like it seems like a good, yes. good It seems like a good idea, Mike. Could you say that plan one more time? Hold for on, me? I'm gonna hold my ankle up to the phone. <laughs> if you haven't caught on yet. Kenny motherfucking flips. Yeah. Uh, hey. Did you see it coming? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you, the whole time you kind of see Kenny. Like in over his head. Yeah. What What did the the district the district attorney was like? Well, we went to the guy who was least culpable in all of these heinous crimes. Right. Hey, Kenny. The one <laughs> they knew was going to flip. <laughs> yeah. Because Kenny was shitting his pants while Mike was like, "This is fun." La, yeah. La, la. Yeah. All right. So they show up for the hit job. Uh, turn on the police scanner. Uh, every everything is getting reported. Oh, there's a sus- suspicious vehicle on this street that they're going to. Oh, hey, J.K., it's us. We're the DEA. We're uh, we're uh, about to enact a sting operation, and Mike loses his fucking mind. Right, and he, you know, I mean, they peel out of there. Um, at, this time too, Kenny is freaking the fuck out because well, is Mike sp- going to realize that it was him? He was supposed to be arrested. Yeah. They oh, were spo- air quotes arrested yeah. with Mike. The, the DEA and the feds were supposed to take my, or Kenny and his family and whisk them away out of the state. Like 
and hold them until Mike's trial is done. Now he's got this loose cannon on his hands. And now what does he do? Mike's like, let's go back to your house real quick. Kenny's like, uh-huh, 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 okay. uh-huh, uh-huh. So he go like, his wife Dory is waiting with their bags to, like, dip out as soon as uh, the police come to pick her up and take her out. Oh, yeah. All the All furniture's of a sudden, gone. Everything's yeah. packed. House is empty. This is, like, I got, like, super, like, <gasps> oh, yeah. at this part. Um, she's standing there. Kenny, like, knocks at the door, like, honey. He's like, well, you know, I didn't bring my keys with yeah. me. I'm locked out. Quick thinking Dory throws the bags in a room, runs, gets naked, gets her hair wet like she was just in the shower. So it goes along with Kenny's story that he was saying to Mike, like, she might hold on because she might be... She might be changing. In the shower. Yeah. Or just getting out of the shower. And Mike walks in. He's like, where the hell's all your furniture, dude? Well, I mean, you know, we're selling the house and, you know, it shows better when it's empty. It It sells faster when it's empty. Right. So Mike's starting to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. So Mike Mike goes home. Mm-hmm. Uh, his kids are playing playing outside. Uh, the DEA and the feds show up to the street, and they see a kid playing outside, and they're like, hey, little mister, you're going to want to go inside. We're getting ready to arrest a guy named Mike Dowd. <laughs> For drug stuff. Yeah. <laughs> go run inside your house and stay safe. Where does he run? Fucking Mike Dowd's house. It's it... Mike Dowd's kid. Oh, man. <laughs> and Mike says he could just hear the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh yeah. of all the cops pulling in. Yep. And he's just like, fuck. Yep. He knew. He knew it was Kenny. He knew it was over. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, because so, apparently I don't watch the rest of documentary. Okay, so as like as it's all coming out, um, Kenny actually never serves time. That's what I. Okay. Um, Adam Diaz served eight years, got deported to the Dominican Republic, which is why I think he's talking now. Got why it. he's comfortable talking because he's not in the states anymore. How did so somebody's I miss that? somebody's gonna have to come to the Dominican Republic to yeah. get him, and he's probably got a stronger base in the. So what you're saying is he's fine. I hope he's doing okay. Um, Hey, Mr. Diaz. Hey, uh, just just so we're clear, never, never, never get a hammock. Never put a hole in that hammock. Don't be that guy. That was in Belize. Don't be that guy, though. The Dominican Republic is fine. Well, I just don't know if it's like a power thing. Oh, sure. No hammocks. Um, So... Kenny, lots of regrets. He's he's really sad about about getting in with Mike. Yeah. Um, because he he lost his opportunity to be a good cop. Right, and just be. I mean, just do the right thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think he was just kind of like, I wish I never met Mike. I wish I never even took that hundred dollars in the first place. He should have just. And he says, said, you know, no. with, with the clarity of mind of a fifty-two-year-old yeah. guy, he's like. I could have gone to an outside agency. I didn't have to narc on Mike to other police officers. I could have. I could have gone to the district attorney. I could have. Right. I could have gone somewhere else. I could have talked to the media. I could have done something, anything. Um, Mike still misses Kenny, and he cried about it, and that kind of made me sad. But he's also not a good guy. 
Yeah. The the end of this documentary, I I feel like they all just it just kind of gets plopped in your lap. Yeah. Of these guys did this thing, and I don't know if they're good or bad or both. Well, right, because I mean that's true of Adam. It's like you don't want to like him because you know he's a bad guy. Yeah. I mean. He, he tells you. People. <laughs> yeah. He urges them he to is, leave this plane of existence. He's around when other people get disappeared. Yeah. How about that? They get gone. Right. Um, but there, there, like, there is that thing. It's like, there, you're going like, to find yourself laughing. And... Yeah. Well, and like, like, okay, so, and, and again, not knowing who's a good guy and who's a bad guy, Dowd. Uh, Mike, he testifies before the Molin Commission, uh, which was set up after this, mm-hmm. after the 75th went down. Um, they specifically say in the documentary, he refused to implicate any New York City Police Department, uh, officer other than himself. Right. So even, even, even in Kenny... the world of shit. Yeah. <laughs> even after getting hurt by his BFF. Yeah. FFF forever, forever. Yeah. Kenny. He's still, like, held to this antiquated code of the good cop. Yeah. It's messed up. It's 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 a hell of a good story. It's so good. It's buddy cop on a whole nother level. Yes. This would be a great buddy cop comedy with a twist. They even have a good post-credit scene. Yes! See, I saw that. I watched. How did I miss things? Okay, so... Um, one of the guys, uh, one of, I think it was a Suffolk County PD guy. He just so happened to be processing a guy as they were bringing Mike back to his jail cell one day. (laughs) And Mike, and Mike's like, oh man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm glad it wasn't you that grabbed me. I'm, you know, it, it, you know, it was better for everyone and blah, blah, blah. And, and this guy's like, well, you know, if it was up to me, he'd be doing twice twice as much time. And and Mike, as he's walking away, he's like, hey, wasn't all that bad. Rangers won the cup. <laughs> Jail cell slam. I'm like, what the fuck is, is it? How is this guy real? How is this guy fucking real? And even then, even as pissed off as that guy had been at Mike for all this yeah. shit that he pulled, he still laughed when he told that story. He still liked Mike. Yeah. Everyone he, still likes Mike. He's like that drunk dude at the end of the bar that says highly inappropriate shit. Uh, not appropriate to women verbally. And you're like, damn it. He still told that joke and it was really funny. I know a guy like this. You know what I mean? Like, it's that dude you love to hate and you find yourself like... God, you're a douche, but you're you're all right. You're fucked up, but you're all right. You're not all right, but you're You're something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, BT Dubs. Do we have the same name? We do not. My toes are a little little closer. Oh, very close. Very close. Yeah. Um, This was great. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Michael. Yeah, man. Michael. Yeah. Thank you. Man. Thank you, man. Um, do you have Do you have any more suggestions? I found I added some things the other night. Okay. First of all, quick discussion. Yes. There is a show on Netflix that I just discovered, Dark Tourist. What? So 
this guy goes around the world to check out dark tourism, which is a thing. Does this involve young Thai boys? Possibly. Uh, but, like, no, like, tours that you can take uh, in Colombia to be with a fake uh, Pablo Escobar. And he, like, takes you around and you meet up with, sorry, uh, meet up with this dude that used to be one of his hitmen. Cray. With the fake Escobar takes fake you, Escobar to, takes a you to a real hitman? Real hitman. Can I touch his hands? Yes. <laughs> I shouldn't have got excited about that. Sorry. So, I watched the first episode. Okay. And I'm not 100% sure if this is real or not. A thing I read said it was real. But, so this guy, this, the, the interviewer dude is talking with this ex-hitman. Wearing pink pineapple shorts, mind you, and kind of like, but you killed your girlfriend, blah, blah, like kind of like getting in his face about like not being polite to the hitman. So I'm that like, seems ill-advised. Is this legit? I mean, there like, was a camera running. <laughs> right. But hitmen tend to know each other. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, you, I, I was kind of like, up on the guy lately, like, What's part, his of, social me, media status part of me lately? started wanting to defend the hitman. Like, who the fuck are you in your pink pineapple shorts in Wait. the jungle of Colombia confronting him about his choices in life? <laughs> I was like, what's happening? So I'm going to watch more. Dark tourist. Dark tourist. Okay. Okay. You watch it with me. Okay. 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 My hair got really crazy from that. I can tell how excited you get about a story based on how much your hair bounces. And it was bouncing. <sighs> Going places. It's growing. Scandalously fast. Yeah. Well, I just shaved it, too. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do now. I haven't done anything to my hair for four months, and it's barely grown. Well. Yeah. It's my life. We'll cut it short again. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick programming note. Yeah. Uh, new episode next week. Yeah. Krishana has some big shit popping. So we just need one week. I to mean, the most gather I could all her stuff. Yeah. The most I could say is we could uh, do a recording of me and you and Bruce and Gary. I mean, we could do And, and it could... would be a lot of. <gasps> yeah. Like the whole time it would be. <gasps> like I don't that. know that our levels can handle that. Like look at his face and his nose. That's all. It would be a half hour, forty five minutes of that. Listen, if you guys want that, let us know on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. We're uh, what's in the queue. Uh, send us emails yeah. with your suggestions. Uh, obviously, we listen to suggestions. Yeah. We are literally always looking for something new to watch. Always. And we want to know what you're watching. Tell us. We want to be internet friends with you. Yeah. Uh, even though the internet sucks. We still want to be friends with you because we're all cool. I don't know about the rest of the world, but we're all cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, nope, it's gone. Okay. Should we say bye? Okay, bye. All right, love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.